Hello, I'm your host, Michaela Marshall, and this is Welcome to the Hellmouth. Hi, I'm your host, David Lindley. This is the Buffy Podcast by a Scooby and a Newbie. Hellmouth? Hellmouth. This is Season 5, Episode 7, Fool for Love. Original air date, November 14th, 2000. Starring Spike. Directed by Spike. Special (laughs) acting credit to Spike. Written by Spike. Like, how many pages did he get for this? You know? (gasps) Many. More than he was used to. Like, so many more than he's used to. Holy shit. Executive producer on this one, too. (laughs) It's like... Even when they do a whole episode about Tara, mm. they're like, oh, but now we're going to do a whole, ep- whole episode about Spike and show you what it's like when we really do a whole episode about someone. Right? It's different than that. They trust <laughs> that Spike can carry an episode, which is not something they trust Amber Benson to do. I And I think that's what it is. Man, the range that he shows in this episode is just Ooh, unbelievable. It's good. It's good. It's good. All right, so we have a previously on that's everything that's ever happened to Spike. Going on back this to show. deep season two. <laughs> oh yeah, deep cuts, deep cuts. The deepest of cuts, and then we start off with a bit of late '90s vamp slaying. Or he's an '80s vamp. That's why okay. I've called him '80s Part One. Mm, so he's course, wearing a yes. Clash Clash shirt. Oh, that's hard to say. I thought it was Slash. Clash, isn't it the Clash? I don't know. Probably. Because my assumption was that he was like an 80s vampire, so he likes The Clash. That makes sense. I need to rename my picture then. Probably. So yeah, this is like a super like late 70s, early 80s look. He is fantastic. He's got that leather jacket with the Mm. anarchy symbol spray painted on the back. His (laughs) hair is just gigantic. Fabulous, really. And yeah, that Clash t-shirt. It's sort of like... A precursor to how cool the Rowdy 3 look. Mm. Except they look way cooler. (laughs) Oh, they do it so much better. Fuck, I love the Rowdy 3. (laughs) Yeah. Yo, for some reason I've become like, I've become super obsessed with the like, the main Rowdy 3 dude. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. He's in his 50s. He's amazing. (laughs) Like, does he not, he just does not seem that old because he's so youthful. he's so energetic. (laughs) Right? (laughs) I mean, he's a vampire. He sucks the life out of people. And watch Dirk <laughs> Gently. It's so good. It's so good. Okay. Yeah. So, 80s vampire. Uh, 80s part one. He's great. He moves around so fucking much. It's hard to get a picture of all of him so, in his glory. Yes. We had the exact same problem. And then we we took the exact same picture. <laughs> yeah. Because that's, that's the this clearest one. This is the only time that you could yeah. see him properly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of that problem this episode I was finding. Yeah. And oh, snap. Buffy stabs herself. Stop oh. stabbing yourself, Buffy. <laughs> Idiot. Maybe if she had spent a little less time being so quippy and a little more time stabbing him, she wouldn't have got stabbed. Yeah, I'm just trying to avoid making like that time of the month jokes when oh, no. there's too much blood on Buffy. And I'm like, you know what? We're good. We're all, we're, we're all good. It's fine. It's pretty yes. like intense blood watch, though. Very, yes. Yeah. And she was very quippy, much more than she should have been. <laughs> I'm never quite sure in these situations when, like, the line is drawn between it not being a bad dream and it being reality. Like, where, because when does she wake up out of this dream being like, ah, I dreamed that a chump vampire stabbed me? Because, like, 
he's such a chump vampire and he just turned it around on her. And I think you've been burned by that time she was daydreaming about saving Parker from vampires. Yeah. And so now you're just like, you're like, it could happen again. I will say that this show, yes, definitely has a history of pulling that sort of thing. (laughs) Not that it's a bad trope and not that this doesn't work well. I'm just not sure like where that line is. And then, I don't know, for me, it makes me really anxious when something like that happens. Because you're like, real, fake, real, fake. <laughs> this this is a dream, right? This this is all a dream. It's fine. It's fine. Annie's dad isn't really back. No, no, he, she's she's okay. It's okay. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not okay. He's back. back and again. it's not like they recently had an episode that was literally an entire dream. Right? Yeah, they're yeah. right. That all happened. Sure. <laughs> Anyway, Ryfi sh- shows up to save the Buster, and he maybe tases the vamp like a little bit, but it still gets away. It's all very embarrassing. I mean, being saved by Captain Cardboard is incredibly embarrassing. <laughs> we need to stop calling him that. Poor Ryfi. Oh, you think we're gonna stop calling him that? Hey, man, I can't speak for you, but I need to like get it in there while I can. Uh, no, he's gonna be around until the end of the season seven. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. He's stick yeah. around forever. Sure. Yeah, yeah. no, he's super interesting and useful in this show. Right? What yeah. a forever character that we're glad is around <laughs> and is useful. Super happy. <laughs> so yes, Captain Cardboard does save her. Buffy passes out because she's like a wuss. <laughs> Man, this this whole uh, conversation we're having is pretty, pretty mean to, towards Buffy, I would say. Yes, it is. <laughs> well, I mean, it doesn't get any better as she goes into shirt madness. Oh, shirt madness. Yeah, I don't know. She wears this shirt for like the whole friggin' episode. Whole damn episode. It's Oy. just, it's got the, what, the stitch up the front, like the front middle, but then it's all creased or rumpled up the stitch as well. Yeah, well, so if you, if you stitched like that part together and then you pulled the thread, it would all mm. bunch like that. And so right. the shirt manufacturer has done that on purpose, it seems. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's fashion. Uh, it doesn't look that bad, but it is shirt madness, certainly. Yeah, and CC. Oh, poor Riley. Captain Cardboard is obviously what CC stands <laughs> oh, for. Oh, no. Oh, god damn it. <laughs> a terrible human being. Yeah. CC's all like, oh, so was it like 12 vampires? 15 <laughs> vampires? How many vampires, Buffy? This dude was like 50 feet tall, right? <laughs> He had the strength of a hundred vampires. <laughs> yeah, no, it turns out it's, uh, awkward. it was just one awkward vampire. Awkward. It wasn't yeah. even a good vampire. Like, this dude really sucks as a vampire. <sighs> so, yeah, it's, I mean, Buffy's pretty shaken up by this for obvious reasons, because... Yeah. She was being very overconfident with her quippy nonsense, but that's mm-hmm. because how many single vampires has she killed? It's oh, a so lot. Many. Oh, <laughs> yeah. so many. Yeah, and her way of solving problems is to punch them. She's very good at punching things at this point. That's true, and she... This is like, I don't know, have there been other times when she failed at punching things? Maybe mm. very powerful things. Yeah, very, very powerful things sometimes. But definitely never, like, a single vampire. So then... Dawn comes into the room, and so, okay, Little Miss Muffet is what LMM stands for? Obviously. Okay, LMM, the picture in the Dropbox. I've gone with V Reverse V, because Dawn's sweater is not quite V Reverse V, it just does up right at the top. Yeah, it's Uh, getting there. 
it, it's getting there. It's all very pink and gold. Oh my god, it's so pink, and it's just very juvenile, which is why mm. I called it Little Miss Muffet. Yeah, it's so it's, so little kitty. Right? It's like she's eight again. Yeah. And although her character, <laughs> yeah, is much improved. Like this is a hundred times such better. A, fast turnaround on this character when they're like oh making an annoying character is a bad idea oh we can just make her good then we know how to write good female characters we just thought an annoying character is what everyone wanted classic yeah i don't know what i don't know what they were thinking i mean to be fair she still barged in the through this closed door not knowing what they were doing in here yep Honestly, it's still better, though, because she's warning them that Joyce is coming. Like, she knows that her mom's going to visit her, and she's like, okay, it's better if I see whatever's happening in there than if (laughs) mom sees it. That's true. Joyce is feeling a little sick still, maybe, a Mm -hmm. little bit. So, yeah, Yeah, she doesn't need to see whatever it is they're doing alone. Not fully recovered yet. they have no boundaries, and they've closed the door. Shouldn't that make everyone really worried? So worried. Right? Oh my god. Knocking needs to be implemented as a rule before going through this door. Yeah. <sighs> but but yeah, yeah, so Dawn's actually helpful. She's helpful. I mean, Buffy's still pissed at her because she's her little sister or whatever. But Dawn through this episode is just much better. I guess she's out of it after this. This isn't is mostly she? it. But yeah, yeah, she basically. Buffy decides to trust her with the secret of <laughs> she's been injured gravely mm-hmm. by something and Don's like okay cool like I'll cover for you and part of that is certainly because Joyce is sick and so neither of them want to give her this added pressure on top of that right but that would not have stopped early season Don no no I, I wouldn't have because she was six she had the maturity yeah. of a six-year-old yeah and now she's like an actual human <laughs> yeah good for her with her fucking <laughs> pink top god it's pink Anyway, Rifi is going to go do the patrolling tonight because, you but, know, Captain Cardboard, it's fine. Yeah. He'll be okay. I mean, he's too weak and frail to patrol alone. <laughs> Buffy's very clear about that. Oh, man. Yeah, <laughs> she uh, she really makes him take the rest of the gang along to be extra safe. Now, re- in reality, she makes him take the rest of the gang along because this is all they get to do this episode. Because <laughs> there's no time for anyone to do anything except for Spike. <laughs> They knock it out of the park with what they're given, though. Wi-Fi <laughs> oh, creeps through the graveyard. He's doing his super spy thing. He's yeah. doing the hand signals. They're confused as to what any of the hand signals mean. <laughs> Anya's scarf is giving her so much trouble through this entire bit, where she, whenever she moves slightly, she has to toss the scarf back over her shoulder because it comes loose. And, like, I don't know if this was actually a, a gag that they intended. or It if comes across so well, though. I don't even care if they meant it to no, be there. No, like, I actually think they might not have, and it just really worked out for them. Because she's got this sort of, like, shiny coat on. And then, <laughs> like, the scarf is going to slip off of that whenever yep. she moves. Like, there's nothing she can do about it. And, like, she's not making a joke out of, like, trying to toss it over her shoulder. She's literally just trying to fix it. Yeah. Because it's getting in her way. I'm pretty sure she's worn high heels into the dirt of the graveyard. (laughs) I'm pretty sure. So those are sinking in everywhere. Oh, 
god. They've got the bag of chips and like Willow just trying to stuff as many chips as she can into her face. It's so funny. <laughs> as fast as possible when Riley tells them to lose it. Oh, it's so good. Oh, They're man. the least covert people I've ever seen. <laughs> I mean, so this is two of our pictures again. Yeah. I've I've named this dark but crazy uh-huh. because it's so hard to see anything, but what you can see is insane. Willow especially has gone back to her like <laughs> Her woolen cloche hat and yeah. like a big wool sweater and the the pants that have what plants on them. Pants and they're they're white but covered in plants. She's worn white pants to a graveyard. What? What? Like <laughs> No, the plants help her blend in, I'm sure. Oh, that's true. It's camouflage. And yeah, Xander's got this sweet bright orange shirt on. <laughs> Traffic cone sweater, yeah. Traffic cone. Yeah, I've called this scoop nanigans. I mean, it's so good. And this is exactly what I wanted to have happen as Wi-Fi is sneaking around. Oh, man, you managed to capture it when Willow is just reaching into the bag of chips. (laughs) Her little face, what little of it you can see because of the brim of her hat, is just so like, ooh, chips. (laughs) Yeah, and then she's like trying to hold as many as she can and then trying to (laughs) shove the entire fistful in her face. God. And then they're comparing Riley, or I think... Xander is comparing Riley to a jungle cat. It's just, it, they're all talking loudly. They're like yelling at him, asking what the secret hand signal meant. Oh my God. Well, Willow's pretty sure that it meant choo-choo, I'm a train. <laughs> oh, adorable. Uh, yes, it, it's absolutely perfect. Then we get some green mugwatch hashtag. Hashtag mugwatch. Yes. Do you have a picture of this or? I did I not know. take a picture of the mug. I mean, we know what okay. the mug looks like. We know what the mug looks like. It's Giles fantastic. Giles has the mug, everybody. It's the mug. He's looking fly as hell, looking at some Watcher Diaries. G mug for the G man. I think. I think that's hashtag G mug for the G man. I could go along with that. Cool. That's cool. Buffy's pretty freaked out by this whole like losing dealio that she just went through and trying to find out information about how past Slayers fell. Like, why did they die? What made that fight special? And uh, not a lot of research or writing on that, which, again, the Watcher Council is just so fucking incompetent if they can't get a single interview out of their Watchers. Right, like, Giles is going on about how it would be so painful to have to have that conversation after your Slayer has died, but isn't it very important to pass that information? It's like, the most important information. Oh my god. God, it's so important. And a lot of these are going to be happening outside of where the Watcher is actually watching. So that's fair. The Watcher maybe doesn't know. Right, but they even like, you know, in the case of Spike, even recording the fact that Slayer X was killed by this particular vampire Mm -hmm. and like that... It's an actual fact that that happens because I'm sure a lot of a lot of vampires walk around saying they've killed slayers, but it would yeah. be kind of nice to know which ones are true. Right. Right. Anyway, yeah. Need to know more about who or how the slayers have died and who killed them. Who would know more <laughs> about that sort of topic, Michaela? Spike is definitely going to claim to. Spike in the previous Leon mentions that he has killed two slayers. Yeah. That's one of the early season two <laughs> things that we see. It's Spike! His, like, hurt me more face is pretty great. Yeah, yeah, no. And you're just like, Buffy, how have you not noticed this yet? That he's, like, way too into all of this. Way, <laughs> way too, too into, into, it. into it. Yeah, but I... so he he tricks her, uh, tricks her into going on a date with him, basically. 
I wanted to say that there's a lot of flirting between them, and that's not technically true. Because it's, like, it's really one-sided. And, yeah, there's no, like, Buffy is not reciprocating, but she's also not, well, she's just not acknowledging it at all, actually. No, I think that's intentional. I think she sees it and she's just like, no, I I have serious things to get on with right now. Stop this shit. I, I don't even know. Like, she might be completely in denial because it's Spike. And why would Spike be flirting with her? Like, that doesn't really compute if you're Buffy, right? Hmm. Yeah, that's fair. So I feel like she does like she does not know what's going on because she looks very shocked at the end. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fun times. When Spike whiffs his inside check. Oh man, he is <laughs> bad at knowing what's up. So yes, Spike gets a good line. I've always been bad. <laughs> and uh, uh, we find out that he untrue. was William the Poet. God. William the Bloody Boring, more like. Ew. He's so... He's just such a fop. Like... <gasps> oh my god, yes. He's so prim and English, and it's absolutely magical. His poetry is so bad. It's <laughs> Vogon quality terrible. bad. So... This is 1880. I know little to nothing about history. I want to be very clear about that. But mm-hmm. I've got picture M4 history on fleek. Yes. Because I am, like, really obsessed with Cecily's dress. Okay, it's pretty great. Yeah. It, it's got like, a lot of parts happening on it. I have to imagine, again, I know nothing about history. I want to be really clear about this. I have to imagine that this is very good, like, a good representation of what someone would have worn in 1880 in London. I assume they Um, did more homework than me. (laughs) I mean, this is something that someone may have worn to a fancy party. Yeah. Oh, not not every day. I'm not sure this was, like, daily wear. Yeah. I mean, it depends how rich you are, but for sure, like, fancy party and, yeah, like, I love everything about the couch they're on. I love that sick lamp. Mm, The lamp is pretty great. And I love (laughs) his wig, God. (laughs) (laughs) He looks so dumb in the Uh. wig. He really does. How how do you pee when you're wearing a dress like that? That's oh, I think you just don't. That's a production. Don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh. just hold it. That's why everyone was always fainting. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> History. <laughs> All right, brief sidebar. You may have heard some barking in the background, listeners. That's because. Uh, it's because I'm looking out over a dog park where someone is trying to throw a ball for their dog. However, the dog park has, like, fences on the sides, um, but they're just, like, vertical bars. She's throwing this ball, and it's much smaller than the space between the bars. Oh, no. So I have seen her at least twice, and is it a third time? Oh, no, not this time. At least twice throw the ball just clear out of the dog park and then throw her hands up as if, what's happening? And I'm like, well, listen, it's pretty obvious. <laughs> so this yeah, if you hear person. a dog barking. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. note to yes. self, leave all dog barks in. Great. <laughs> <laughs> no, we can cut this entire thing. It's fine. <laughs> so William the Bloody's poetry is very bad. The target of his affection, mm-hmm. Cecily, is not super impressed. Uh, there's a reference to someone rather having a railroad spike through their head than listening to more of that drivel, which yeah, is it's probably all... where Spike comes from. It's all quite like winking at the audience. Yes. Yeah, it's... a lot of this history yeah. stuff is very winky. <laughs> it's a little on the nose for me. Like, mm. mm-hmm. it's it's a little bit too much. 
Uh, but yeah, this mustachioed man who is mocking William is quite the dick. <laughs> As they would have said in the olden days, yes. <laughs> of course, yeah. Update on dog park situation. That's a third time. There we go. <laughs> so now I have to leave it in. The, lis- the listener is invested in the dog story. Okay, so Willie storms away sobbing. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, I wonder if anything bad will befall so him. He's sad. He's ripping up his poems. He bumps into a group of strangers and he's like, oh, <laughs> sorry. And he doesn't realize that he's bumped into a group of vampires, but that's fine. What's where you're going? Drew circles back for him because that's always fun. So there is an episode that airs, I mean, in, in time directly after this one on the other show, Angel. Mm-hmm. that uh, parallels what happens in this episode, but focuses obviously a lot more on Darla and Angel. Right. And basically right before this happens, Drusilla is super jelly because like she, all she does is hang out with Darla and Angel and they're like, you know, forever married basically. Yeah, they're an item. And so she's all alone. So they're like, well, just go find yourself your own th- dude or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so she basically... Sire's the first guy that bumps into her, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's a that's a good way to do it. <laughs> but yeah, Drusilla's back. I'm so happy to see oh, her again. She, is, she just, is crazy as all hell. She's the most fun. She just sells it so well. Oh, yeah. God. You, as you mentioned, we've got Angel back. And <laughs> oh, oh boy. I honestly didn't expect to see him in this season. And yeah. Doing a bit more crossover e type stuff, history exploration. It's it makes a lot of sense. It's interesting though because he's in this episode, but in the past, so yeah. it doesn't really feel like he's in this episode. Uh huh. Yeah. In the same way of when he's like lurking outside of their window while they have Thanksgiving dinner or whatever, <laughs> as he does. Uh, right. We can do this now. I've got a picture called a wig for every accent. Ooh. <laughs> and just. Yeah. Are you referring to Angel's <laughs> old toymy Ireland accent? So we discussed this earlier off the pod, but yeah, when you don't have a better accent, you don't get a better wig. So <laughs> this garbage wig they're making him wear. Oh, he looks so stupid. Oh my God. He looks so unhappy in it. Yeah. Oh, it's such, it's such an unnatural hairline for him, too. I love it. And, like, it just, oh, it all goes so straight up. Oh, like, how is he getting it to do that? Oh, I don't know, man. His accent is so dumb, though. And, and this is the thing. So, like, I'm pretty sure this is the garbage wig and the garbage accent that he had before. And oh, yeah. It would actually be bad continuity if either of those things had gotten better. So Right, if he'd had any accent training. Right, no, but he hasn't. Terrible. Yeah, so that's that's good. Uh, we see a bit of Spike playing by his own rules, because the rest of this is all intercut Buffy and Spike in the present, William the bloody in the past, and that's all a lot of good fun stuff. Uh, Angel, yeah, he's back with his excellent hair. He's mad at Spike. Darla's back. Dame Judy Dench is playing her, uh, as usual. <laughs> Poor Julie or Benz. <laughs> Julie Benz. There we go. Yeah, as you mentioned, she's really not in this episode, but she is much more in the Angel episode, I've been told. Yeah, the Angel episode is called Darla. Oh, so, that makes so much sense. So if this is becoming part three Spike, then mm. the other one is becoming part four Darla. 
Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It's really easy to miss who she is. Oh, dog yeah. park update. That's number four. Oh, that poor dog. He's just, he can't chase the ball. Oh, no. But no, like, <laughs> right, because Darla hasn't been around since episode seven of season one. Yeah, that's a while, man. It's a while. And like, and not a lot of people were watching back then. Yeah, so, I mean, it's they don't really make a big deal about who Darla is. If you're also watching Angel, then you know who Darla is because they make mm-hmm. a bigger deal about it there. Yeah. And, you know, maybe some wacky nonsense happens and somehow she comes back from the dead. That'd be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't do that. No! That's insane. <laughs> Bringing back a very good actress whose time on the show was more or less wasted. And, like, I mean... A character who's so important to who so Angel is as a character, important. right? It's almost like and they shouldn't have wasted that. So fast. <laughs> yeah, so they do some wacky magic fun times and bring Darla back. Makes a lot of sense. <laughs> it really Angel does. and Spoik have a bit of a tussle over Spoik's <laughs> devil may care attitude. That's disgusting. And this is actually something that gets explored more on Angel. He and Spike always had this type of relationship Mm -hmm. where it is sort of like an alpha male kind of thing, right? Where the two of them are there and like Angel wants to be in charge and Spike just wants to be a hothead, basically. He doesn't really give a fuck. And the two girls are there, like they don't really care. If one of them kills the other one, that sounds like fun to them. (laughs) Yeah, Drusilla is just so unconcerned and she's (laughs) going on in her usual way. I mean, what can you, what can Darla even say to it? <laughs> There's nothing. Because everything that Drusilla is saying is nonsense if you're not Drusilla. I think our boys are going to fight. The King of Cups expects a picnic. <laughs> but this is not his birthday. Good point. Some shit it's about the King like of Cups. It's almost like she's been tortured crazy. Yeah, no, whatever. Oh, God. So, yeah, Angel wins this little scrap and mentions how Spike is headed for a slayer <laughs> if he keeps up this attitude. And Spike's like, a slayer? I can probably take on one of those. What is that? <laughs> yeah, no, he's hyped because, again, he's just this young, hot-headed vampire. He wants to prove himself and... What better way than to go after a vampire slayer? There are so many better ways, as we've seen so often in this show. It's one of the worst ways to do anything. Yeah, well, Spike is not smart. We've been very clear about that. very much not. He is a good enough fighter to kill this slayer in the Boxer Rebellion, though. I want to be really clear that I know even less about the Boxer Rebellion than I do about London in the 1880s. I know absolutely nothing about it other than that it was in China. Uh, and in 1900 is when this, you know, scene takes Flashback place. Flashback happens. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. He gets his characteristic eyebrow scar in a sword fight with the Slayer. I Which love is, seeing a Slayer with a sword. Fun. Yeah. Oh, it's such good choreography. Like, it's very, this episode, very good. Yeah. Holy shit. We've been talking about it. And we, I think we've been very pleasant about it so far. But honestly, the cinematography, the storytelling, the editing, it's all coming together. And then the fight choreography is also great. Like, sure, the wigs are garbage, but Angel deserves that garbage wig because he has a garbage accent. Yeah, and, like, Spike's wig now is fine. Yeah. Like, I, Drusilla's wigs are very of the times, but they're fine. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with them. Angel just has his stupid Angela's wig. 
Yeah, no, but like this fight, like the way it's lit is gorgeous. When Drew mm. comes in afterwards, she looks amazing. And actually, um, yeah, so I think we I, we might have mentioned this before that James Marsters, like that's his, a scar that he already had. Apparently yeah. he got it when he was mugged in New York. Oh. And then the wiki goes on to say... Why his vampire healing factor didn't repair the damage completely uh. is not explained. And I just want to vampire healing factor. Like, is Boo. this X-Men now? Who wrote this? <laughs> if you wrote this on the wiki, you email us and you try to defend it. <laughs> oh, pedantry on the wiki. I never thought I'd see the day. I really hate, I hated it when I saw the words vampire healing factor. <laughs> Anyway, yes, Spike manages to kill this lady after a most dramatic fight. He misses her last words due to not speaking Chinese, which is unfortunate for her. And then Drew shows up and they totes bone down. Yeah, no, they're they're high on that Slayer blood, which I think yeah. we harped on earlier. Yes, you'd <laughs> never waste season. Slayer blood. Right? I mean, they wasted a lot of it still. Well, they, they probably went so back for more. more. Spike wastes all of the, the next Slayer's blood. I was so disappointed in it. Oh, when he oh he doesn't even bite her at all. It's garbage. Doesn't bite her at all. Oh no, that was very he knows what that's like. That. But then oh no, see he's all alone there, so he like drinks a Slayer blood, and he gets all like you know, he's all hopped <laughs> up on it. Then you're just masturbating in the subway again, Spike. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's all dusty. Oh, I forgot it was dusty. I forgot. You thought you were going to be the gross one, and then I, I always win. I didn't used to always win. I don't know how when that changed. Ever since I stopped mentioning the masturbatorium. It's because there's no Batorium. He would have his own masturbatorium in a train car. <laughs> oh, that's nice. You can just make one wherever you are. <laughs> that's the gift of the masturbatorium. <laughs> Okay, so, so Angel is butthurt about Spike killing the Slayer. He's like, oh, whatever, it's fine. So I actually have a fun fact about this, too. Now, oh. And this is, like, canon. This is, again, it addressed more in the other episode. This takes place in 1900, which is two years after Angel got his soul back. Oh, shit. So Angel has a soul at this point, but... What? Apparently, I, I did not remember this because I don't remember Angel that well. Darla knows about it, but the other two don't. Craziness. Which I just don't understand how Darla can know about it. Interesting. I guess we've got to watch that fucking episode of Angel. That's what this sounds like. <laughs> God, you'll be so fucking confused. Can oh, I just geez. dive right in there to season I... two, episode six? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Oh, man. Probably fine. I know who Angel is. I know who Wesley is. I know who Cordelia is. Everything's gonna turn out a-okay. <clears throat> I mean, there's probably only, like, one or two other Angel cast members at this point that you wouldn't know. Yeah, and I can figure out who they are by context. And yeah, it's <laughs> fine. Yeah. Okay, so... Quickly back into the present day, Ryfi is going back to the vamps during the night. They had gotten like spooked off when they saw that th there was this whole like nest of vampires, and they needed to wait until it was daylight to go in there when the vamps were sleeping and you know <laughs> easily killed by daylight. <laughs> Which we've like we've brought this up in the past, and Buffy and Faith actually did it that one time. Yeah, yeah, they did it one time, it's and it was great. Very clever. You know where the vampires are. Literally, just wait a few hours. Like it's not yeah. hard. But it's very difficult for Captain Cardboard. 
I really he feel like I want to make more puns about Captain Cardboard. <laughs> oh, Captain Cardboard. I don't. I don't know what what is Cardboard good at. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. That's right. sort of the point, isn't it? It's bland. Yeah, it's cheap. <laughs> mm, okay, that cheap is good. Oh. <laughs> Those cheap tricks aren't for Captain Cardboard, but that doesn't well, make sense either. Because <laughs> no. that's like the opposite of what we just said. I mean, speaking of cheap tricks, we're coming into American munitions. So basically, we've got China, France, India, Israel, Pakistan, Russia, the UK, and us with nukes. We've got about 2,600 more than anybody else. Whatever. I guess this is kind of a cheap trick in the end, so maybe he is cardboardy. But wasn't he worried he would light himself on fire? <laughs> He's not literally made of cardboard. <laughs> and for this segment, Michaela, for this segment, we ask the question, how easy is it to come by a grenade in the old US of A? Gun I know guns loophole. are like, guns Guns are a thing. Yeah. But grenades? Listen, I'm going to be very clear that I am not about to Google, can I get a <laughs> grenade at a gun show? Because <laughs> I feel that that will put me on some kind of list. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the answer's no Maybe to that one. Maybe he just had some leftover from his Inquisition days. <laughs> yeah, he like he took him home just in case, and then he was like, "Ah, oh, I don't have to. I don't want to have to go back to the office with these." The I whole mean... place burned down. <laughs> Nobody counted the grenades. <laughs> How does he have a grenade? Uh... He doesn't anymore. No, he blows the hell out of this crypt, though. It's pretty awesome captain cardboard no thank you he is captain grenade now i guess it's a terrible name it's, it's an such awful name. a bad name god anyways but yeah, yeah no. uh, he shows himself to be uh, what, he, i wanted to say cool but no he shows petty? himself to be very competent yes but overconfident also true but he runs in there i think doesn't he like he takes care of the 80s vampire oh yeah he stakes him right like he basically gets revenge for Buffy and then mm -hmm. grenades the rest of them. And this is Captain Cardboard. Like, this man's punches are no longer super. They are just a strong human. Yeah, so, yeah. and you're you're kind of thinking, like, would he be that strong? But whatever, let's, let's let him have a bit of redemption. He's strong enough, I guess, and determined, yeah. really. He's very determined. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah, so he's shown himself to be... Uh, a man of action, at the very least. Which, not always the best thing. But then, Master Spike is given some instruction outside of the bronze. And, man, this Subway Slayer fight with mm. Punk Spike from the 80s. Holy shit. Briefly, we did skip over my picture M6. Oh, good. You got a belt watch. Yeah. I don't know like why it took us seven episodes to call it belt watch. We're insane. We're very We're dumb. I've called this dumb. belt watch seven for seven because we're seven for seven. <laughs> yes, but you've used the number four instead yeah. of the word four, so four you're a is... bad person. <laughs> so it looks like belt watch seven forty seven, and you're like, is there an airplane involved? We're all very confused. Oh lord. Okay, this you. is also where Spike finally figures out what what has Buffy so, so spooked, right? That right, yeah. she's been injured in some way that has <clears throat> shaken her confidence. And so he pokes her in her wound, hurts himself, hurts her. They're in a public place. And he's like screaming and clutching his head and she's yelling at him. And everyone in the bronze is just looking at them. So of course they had to go outside. Good God. Uh, they were no longer welcome in the bronze. No. That's for damn sure. But yeah, then 
Punk Spike, man. How much do you love Punk Spike? Let me Got tell his you. arms, his his hair, his shirt, the guy liner, the copious amounts of guy liner. I've been really trying to keep away from talking incessantly about how teenage Michaela was <laughs> in love with Spike. Like, I would say that this was probably the first, like, TV character that mm-hmm. I had a really really bad crush on (laughs) so this this destroyed you right obviously and like this whole season is just like hey you think spike's cool right look (laughs) his shirt is off oh look now he's dressed like this awesome punk guy who again i was a teenager oh you were Were there safety pins in some of my shirts maybe oh oh my god those are safety oh my god obviously did i have belts with studs all over them maybe (laughs) so yeah this may have been my jam (laughs) (laughs) and continues to be i suppose and hey eyeliner is everyone's friend let's just Mm. Oh, right absolutely. Oh, yeah. 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 No, he looks amazing. And this fight is, again, great. And then just the cutting back and forth is done really oh, well. The editing is beautiful. Oh, it's so it's, seamless. It's so good. So, yeah. Oh, this... When did this show level up? And I know it's it's season five. Yeah. That's, that's the answer. That's the answer. See, yeah. They got to season five and they're like, oh, we know what this show is. We can do this so well yeah. now. So, yeah, I've, I mean, I've called this 80s part two, and it's actually 1977, but mm. near the end of a decade, things start Close to blur. Enough. But the Slayer that he's fighting is very much stuck in the 70s, I feel. <laughs> She's, like, got a full-on afro, which mm. is fine, but she her even her pants are, like, lace up the side, and, like, I think bell-bottom. They're very 70s pants. <laughs> very 70s. So, yeah, there's lots of talk about how Slayers have death wishes, which is very true. Uh, how it's all a game to them, just like a dance. And yeah, again, this is... Buffy was quipping a lot. She does treat this as though it's a game. Well, and when Spike calls it a dance, she's like, we're not dancing. And he's like, that's all we've ever done. And Mm. he's right, because she hasn't ever killed him. How many opportunities? (laughs) And like, he's never killed her. All they do is just dance around each other. And a lot Mm -hmm. of what he's saying is very similar to what Dracula was saying in the first episode, right? This idea that there is this darkness and that part of her does like it. Yeah, this is for sure a continuation of Buffy versus Dracula, which is weird to say because (laughs) it feels like that episode shouldn't have lasting repercussions. But then this whole first Slayer thing and what it is to be a Slayer is, again, a heavy part of this entire episode and what it means for a Slayer to to fail yeah and how that happens and death is something that buffy deals with every day mm-hmm. she and i mean the things that she's killing aren't human but she's still going out and fighting and killing every single day so of yep. course you know she's not like she's not going to generally be that squeamish about death and about the idea of her own death because accepting that she's the slayer is sort of accepting that she's going to die earlier than she otherwise would would have she has died <laughs> right that too <laughs> she drowned face down in the masturbatorium oh here we go <laughs> coming back around you got it in there 
and you didn't did. even have to cheese it. I was so happy with myself. Oh yeah. man, I'm so proud of you. So am I. So yeah, the whole thing is great. Uh, I love all of the character work that they're doing here, and they're doing it just so damn well. The writing is just great, and like, so when I think about Spike. Everything that I know about him sort of stems from this episode. Mm. Yeah. But they do a really good job of sort of like backdating themselves. Mm-hmm. And like things that they hadn't necessarily made obvious about Spike, but there were hints of. Like Spike is kind of a big softie for a vampire. He's, oh, he's, yeah. he's very sensitive, right? Yes. Like that's his whole thing. He shows up, he's got this girlfriend that he is clearly in love with, which is very strange for a vampire. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, I mean, he dotes on her. He is very hurt when she does anything against him, and she's constantly, <laughs> constantly either betraying him or cheating on him. Well, this is just it. Like, it is clear that Drusilla doesn't love Spike the way that oh, Spike no. loves her, because she's a soulless monster. and. Yeah. In a way, they already sort of have humanized Spike more than most of the other vampires on the show. I mean, I would almost say more than, like, Angelus. Mm, yeah. Because I mean, he's... from, like, season two, yeah. when he was introduced, he was still very humanized. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's, uh, it's all good times. This is a great episode. It's so well done. And so well done. So Spike kills the 70s Slayer. Yeah. Wastes all of the Slayer blood. Ugh. Gets a sweet coat, though. So, you know, uh, there's that, I guess. And then uh, tries to kiss Buffy. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't go so great. They were at the bronze. They had some food and drinks. They played some pool. Now they're fighting outside. And Spike makes the same sort of, like, he infers the same thing that Faith was always talking about. That, you know, mm-hmm. the whole fighting related to banging thing. Yep. And call, he calls it dancing with Buffy. So all of this to him, like her trying to punch him, is in his mind probably her flirting with him. Well, I do really like it when they're going through. He at one point illustrates that uh, it hurts him if he goes to actually punch her, right? Like yeah. he gut punches her and that hurts him a lot. But then he can still do all of this sparring stuff. And go for punches that he, like, they're going at Buffy, but he just knows that they're not going to connect. Like, yeah. that does not hurt him. So it it's is all the of intent. these things. Yeah. And that's that's the dance that they are doing at this moment. Yeah. And sort of literally dancing in a weird way. You'd be thrown out of most clubs for doing it, but sure. <laughs> yeah, it, it, closer to a dance, certainly. And then definitely misreads the situation. And, like, this is, like, Buffy looks so shocked that you have to imagine that there's she did not expect this at all no she didn't like she did not at at any point think hmm maybe spike has taken me on a date that he's making me pay for (laughs) (laughs) spike would never do that we have been hanging out for hours (laughs) buffy's got a line as she walks away it wouldn't be you spike it would never be you oh god oh it's so painful <laughs> jesus christ like, writers now now buffy never say never when it comes to spike oh <laughs> uh, yeah this actually brings us into our last segment though a little segment that i like to call right in the feels 
What is this feeling so sudden and new? I felt the moment I laid eyes on you. My pulse is rushing. My head is reeling. My face is flushing. What is this feeling? Yeah. Because this is from now until the end of the episode. But, like, there are two major points here where I I feel bad. Like, really bad. And not just in the Joyce is sick way, like, worried there. But when Spike is looking up at Buffy after she's just punched him when he tries to kiss her. And then she throws the money at him. Oh, God. Like, he's... Oh, he's so, so very hurt deep down. And it's so bad. And then the end of the episode ends on one of these. And it's really a crushing moment of very well done story work, which is just weirdly juxtaposed against the fact that this is a vampire slaying TV show. But like that, that's the whole conceit of the thing, right? But like... <laughs> You've hit the nail on the head, yes. <laughs> but... It took them five Uh, seasons, arguably. They got, like, one or two things before this, like when Angel dies, very sad. Got a couple sad things happening with Faith. And then Larry dying was, like, kind of sad. Like, I was sad about it, but, like, uh, I'm not sure it really made me feel things. Did you feel sad for Willow when Oz left? Yeah. Yes and no, right? Yeah. Yeah. Basically, like, take all of season four, though, and <laughs> nothing. throw that in the trash. Yeah. And I mean, part of why both of these things are so effective is because both of the people who are making you feel this way are doing such a good job of being vulnerable mm-hmm. and just really selling how crushed they are that, I mean, <laughs> you have to have a heart of stone to not feel anything. <laughs> and the writing is also up there too oh absolutely doing its own work that it has not done a lot in the last few seasons and it's gonna get it's just so much better at now (laughs) it's so much better at it suspiciously better i think there were maybe hints of this in season three like Mm -hmm. they were starting to figure it out everything between faith and the mayor there was a lot of sort of complex stuff happening there that was done very well And then they just, they lost some of the magic in season four because a lot of it really does stem from having the Scoobies together. And then when they're like this unit, then everything that's happening around them just has a lot more weight. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway, well done in this episode. Let's keep it up for the next two and a half seasons. (laughs) I believe in you guys. You can, you can at least do it for the rest of season five. I'm... I'm sure. And a few times in season six, at least. Yeah. Hey, man, I like season six. People can hate if they want. (laughs) Okay, so Harmony time. Right. Spike gets mad after he gets sad and goes to see Harmony. And we're always glad to see her. I'm so glad that she's like a part of the show in a way now where she can have these small cameos, but still be part of things. Like, she sort of exists for the same reason that Tara does, unfortunately (laughs) for Tara as someone for Spike or Willow to talk to about another episode where Tara's not in it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the other Scooby's got barely anything to do. That's true. So yeah. there's definitely no room for Tara in here, no. unfortunately. Uh, this is not the Willow show any longer. No, if it was, Tara would be in every goddamn episode. But yes, yeah. Spike has a gun. He's gonna go do something crazy. We are towards the end of the episode. Like, we're wrapping things up, but... 
I was seriously wondering whether this was a two-parter or like wondering how long this episode was. They managed to fit everything so tightly in here. They did such a such a tight job with the script and the editing and the, the whole thing. It's just leagues above where it used to be. This just, would have been a two-parter in well, yeah, other they, seasons. They just get it like right in at the end where oh, yeah. he's he's pissed, like it's building to something, some huge thing is going to erupt, and then instead he gets sad because Buffy's sad. Yeah, and then that's a reasonable place to end the episode. It's a very good place to end the episode, actually. Yeah. It works incredibly well. Before we get there, we see <laughs> a bit of Spike falling out with Drew for the second time. So this would and... be after the events of becoming part two, when he puts her in the car after he knocks her out. Yep. They run away to South America and, uh... Chaos Demon. I love that the <laughs> Chaos Demon, he's dripping so much. He's so awkward. He didn't oh. realize that Drew was with someone else, but he's put on this nice suit that he's just been dripping on for the last, like, half hour. Oh, it's so good. It's just... Like, they're having this serious scene, and Drew's all pissed at Spike because he's obsessed with the Slayer. And then it just is that mood whiplash where all of a sudden this fucking antler guy is in the background. His antlers are so big. And it's such a good callback. Oh, my God. It works incredibly well. And then, yeah, just sadness upon sadness after that because we've got Joyce. She's going in for a CAT scan at the hospital. She is lying to Buffy so that Buffy doesn't get worried. Buffy's lying back to Joyce so that Joyce doesn't get more worried. And it's just like, if they told the truth, it would be so much worse. But they both know that the other person's lying. And that's bad. So sad Buffy goes to the backyard to have, like, just a cry where no one can see her. And it's horrible. And I can't even imagine what it's like. Except, I mean, the show's writing does a good job of conveying what she's feeling. As does her (laughs) acting. Yeah, no, it's, yeah. it And, like, how often do we see Buffy break down? Mm, very right? rarely. There are very few other times in four seasons and six episodes where this happens. And, I mean, this is exactly what we were talking about last episode, I think, uh, where Buffy, she's so powerless. She can't fight whatever is wrong with her mom. And so she's, like, just, all she has is despair, basically. <laughs> yep. And then Spike shows up, he's got the gun, he's taken sight at Buffy, like, yeah, it'll hurt like hell, but he will kill her finally. But he can't do it, and him awkwardly trying to comfort her is funny and oddly touching, and then it's all in the fucking milieu of this stupid-ass teenage vampire show, (laughs) and I'm like, what? Show? How? How did you do this? And, like, he's holding a shotgun, Buffy just doesn't even bat an eye. No. Like, doesn't notice. <laughs> I just. Yeah. Oh, man. And yeah, then he's like awkwardly holding it and pretending that he like didn't bring it to do question mark with. <gasps> so <sighs> you actually, you brought up something interesting by saying that we don't often see Buffy break down. This is a callback to way earlier, but you once told me that we rarely see Buffy laugh because SMG hates laughing on camera. Yep. And I'm trying to rack my brains because it has been four four seasons and seven episodes now. Has she laughed once? Yes. There was one okay. time that really stuck out to me. I don't think I brought it up, but like it stuck out to me because it was 
not very believable. And I think I I skated past it because I didn't want to harp on it. (laughs) But it's been a while now, so let's talk about it. It was in this season. It's when she discovers that Harmony has a gang. Oh. And she is laughing about it. Yes. It's just not the best acting laughter I've ever seen. But that's like the one time we've seen her. I guess we don't actually see people laugh generally in this show. Other than like Xander laughing at his own jokes. But even that, there's not too much of it. Like it's yeah. a minor chuckle, but nothing nothing too much. I guess it's bad television, right? <laughs> you want to let the audience laugh. You don't want to have your characters laughing to make the audience laugh. Or not generally, sit no. Sit there awkwardly. Yeah. 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 yeah so. That's fair. Anyway, uh, that is our episode as Spike awkwardly tries to comfort Buffy. And I think we're done so. Woo! Michaela, did you like that episode? This is genuinely one of my favorite episodes. This is a great goddamn episode. As a fan of Spike, you know, having a very Spike-centric episode is always going to be a good time. And mm-hmm. like, like we said, it's just done so well like the way that the spike story is intertwined with the story that he's telling buffy and it you're just like how how show how did you do this it's so good yeah season five man season fucking five i love this episode is great uh i hopefully will remember it later Because I didn't remember it going in. Which was funny because, yeah, you seem to have no memory of it. And I was just like, man, well, I'm, A, I'm jealous that he doesn't remember it. Yep. And then I thought maybe it would come back to you. It did not. But no, yeah, nothing here. No. Nothing. Michaela, who won this episode? Oh. Hmm. Yeah, this is a poser. <laughs> I almost want to say Captain Cardboard. <laughs> Riley is making a strong case for himself. I mean, how many vamps did he take out alone? Uh, four or five, I think. At least. Yeah, bunch. Spike does Whole not bunch. win this episode. <laughs> no, because Spike, like, character-wise, it's such a good episode for him. But, <laughs> yeah, he, he does not win at all. And then Buffy, certainly not. God, no. she's just in a constant state of devastation. And then almost being killed by this fucking weak-ass 80s vamp. Oh, God, he's just a normal vamp. He's not even a normal vamp. He's garbage. Look at him. He's He's so gross. He's a garbage vamp. And, yeah, like, I mean, obviously Joyce doesn't win. She has to go to the hospital. Dawn doesn't win. Her mother has to go to the hospital. (laughs) Everyone else wasn't really in it very much. Giles has to have this conversation with Buffy about what happens when a Slayer dies, which is not Mm -hmm. something he wants to be thinking about. Yeah, Captain Cardboard coming in strong. Although it's such like, I know what the writers are doing, or I think they do, and this isn't like good progress for him. This is Riley becoming ever more of an adrenaline junkie and just like trying to prove things to everyone around him and himself. He's essentially done this in defiance of Buffy. Yeah, yeah, because he's of everyone like, telling need, him that he's not good enough. I don't need the Scoobies to kill some vampires. I'm going to do it alone. Like, he could easily have gotten killed. Yeah, this is super fucking dangerous and stupid. Oh, man. Maybe Drusilla wins. <laughs> is that unreasonable? <laughs> uh, I'll support a Drusilla win for... <laughs> Every one of her outfits is she amazing. Gets. Yes, She's got this, amazing. like, black lace thing on. Then she's got the mm. white lace. Then she's got, like, some sort of crazy giant cape (laughs) 
cape bathrobe when they're in South America. Oh, well, I mean, that great. brings us into what's the best outfit from the episode. It's it's Punk Spike. Okay, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> Makes a lot of sense. He is moving around so much, it's though, so trying hard. to get a picture of it. Fuck. It's so hard to get a picture of it. Oh, oh man. Yeah, a lot of this in this episode. But yes, that is an amazing outfit. And then, Michaela, I mm. am very interested to hear what our dear friend Taylor Kingston thinks about this episode. Geeks! What do you think the review is titled? The one with Spike's history? Oh, that's very close. The, the one, one with, with Spike's, Spike's backstory? Past. Past. Okay, <laughs> yeah. there we go. This this is a crazy statement. I just I need you to to hold on to your horses. All right. My my mind is ready, my body is prepared, my horses are firmly held. I love this episode. It is one of my all-time favorite episodes of the series and definitely one of my most loved from season 5. <laughs> End of thought. That's it? So there's then there's like a huge um Okay, yeah. Summary. Summary. But like it's not one of my all-time favorite episodes of the series, you know, in the top 50 or some garbage, just like flat out all-time favorites, which is not something we normally get from Teeks. No, okay. We get this a surprising amount. And this but it's is always one of my with points. a caveat. It's always no, like... No, the, the season openers and finales are always with a caveat. The rest of the episodes are just like one of my favorites, one of my favorites, one of my favorites. This is all-time favorite and most loved from season five. All right. My horses weren't too spooked by that, but continue. (laughs) So this summary is pretty long. I'm just going to find the best parts of it. (laughs) Okay. You know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to read the whole fucking thing because it's all gold. In this episode, Buffy gets hurt by a demon and wants to know how all the Slayers died. But none of the accounts and records say anything about their final battle. So she goes to the one person she knows who knows how some of them really went down. Spike. Even though she knows Angel as well. So not really the only person she knows. Let's say the only in town. (laughs) Technically correct, Teeks. I like it. He tells her about... about how he killed the Slayers, and it really gets to her, because he treats it like it was a game. Well, to evil vampires, killing Slayers is a game, a game they really want to win. We see flashbacks, including Angel, Darla, and Drusilla. He killed two Slayers, one in 1900 in China during the Boxer Rebellion, and the other in 1977 in New York. We also see how he became a vampire, and who he really was before becoming a vampire. He was a poetry-writing sissy pants. (laughs) Harsh words. Harsh words, Teeks. And everyone who knew him said they'd rather have a railroad spike go through their heads than listen to his poetry. This shows us where he got his name and why he, used, why he used to kill his victims like that. So after he tells her and shows her, Buffy gets very upset because he tells her that she must keep her death wish in order for her to survive. Is that what I, he tells her? I didn't know. No, he doesn't. No, that's the opposite of what he tells her. <laughs> yeah. That's why she's going to die. Yeah. It's because she treats it all like a game. Okay, but does he kill his victims by driving a railroad spike through their head? Okay, so this is debatable. <laughs> in th- There is something, I don't know if it's canon. It's in the wiki. Just give me one sec. There is a novel oh. that elaborates on Spike's actions immediately after being turned, which include him seeking out one of the men who insulted his poem. I have to imagine it was Mr. Mustachio. Yeah. And asking if he would prefer the railroad spike or the poem while holding a spike to his ear. Mm. And then uh, William allows the man to say that he would prefer the poem before saying that he doesn't have one and subsequently ramming the spike into the man's ear. When was this novel released? I mean, it's it's a Buffy novel. It was 
released in September 2002. Wow. Okay. It just, that feels so weird. Yeah. It's just I mean, so specific. I know that the comics are a thing, but, huh. Yeah. Decide for yourself what you think is canon and what isn't. Because <laughs> maybe that is? Uh. But yeah, so anyways, that's the end of Teeks. And overall, this is a 10 out of 10. There we go. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I mean, that was a fantastic episode. Uh, what's happening next? Surely something even better. Uh, I, like, genuinely can't really remember what happens in the next episode. <laughs> I think this is the first time. I assume once it starts happening, like, so, I, I mean, I read, like, the little mini synopsis of it. Yeah. And I'm kind of like, okay, I can sort of picture this stuff, but I can't picture it as fully as normal. Like... <laughs> I'm not sure you've ever been stumped on an episode before. It's going to be more about glory. Like, we're going to learn more about glory, yep, which makes, makes sense, sense. At, this, at this stage. And then we're going to also have more about Joyce. Right, Because yeah. she's going for her CAT scan, right? Man, I 0% remembered the amount of lead-up time yeah. to this thing. Like, It's not I, just, like, out of nowhere. <laughs> I thought it was pretty out of nowhere. Yeah. As, you know aneurysms tend to be i don't know yeah but um so it's gonna be i don't know (laughs) do i wanna (laughs) there's there's gonna be a cgi snake monster (laughs) oh no oh no (laughs) (laughs) no that's three for five like what are they doing Three why? Of the five why there, seasons that we've had. Why are there so many snakes? <laughs> why are there so many snakes? <laughs> I don't know. And like in season three, there were multiple snakes, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah there were two CGI snakes in season three. Mm, yeah. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is a disaster. <laughs> like, what is wrong with them? Why? Why snakes? <laughs> <laughs> do, do they think surely this time we'll get it right? I don't know. I don't know. When I saw the words, Glory transforms a snake into a terrifying oh. monster. Oh, oh, what? No, that's that's classic Power Rangers moves. What's just, happening to this show? I just was like, wait, what is this episode? They put all their effort into this episode and I had mean, none of it left for next one. Fucking blew their CGI budget. God damn. Oh, boy. Okay. So she, Glory, is going to be Rita Repulsa from Power Rangers. She's going to turn a small thing into a big monster. It's not Power Rangers. And then they're going to fight it. And then it's going to go down. There'll be a bunch of sparks. And then it's going to get bigger. And they'll have to jump in their Megazords and all. Oh, man. I would love to see... I would love to see a Power Rangers style Buffy episode. I think that would be mm-hmm. a lot of fun. I think that'd be crazy, but good. Anyway, um, I guess I'm looking forward to that. It doesn't sound like it's very memorable. <laughs> yeah, clearly. And another CGI snake. Like, oh, this is... Just why? Okay. <laughs> I, can, I can vividly picture the fucking snake. That's Fuck. all I remember. It's all not right. good. Damn it. They've learned nothing. <laughs> This episode makes it feel like they've learned so much. Yeah. And then they're just going to turn around and slap us in the face. (laughs) All right. Well, I mean, until that happens, our listeners can always reach out to us via email, beyondvenu.hellmouth at gmail.com. 
or they can find all of our pictures on Facebook. Just search Welcome to the Hellmouth and leave a comment on Punk Spike saying how much you were influenced by that as a child. Yeah, like what uh, impact that had on your sexuality or whatever. It's okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then if you'd like to reach out to Mikhail or I personally, you can always hit us up on Haytel, which is H-E-Y-T-E-L-L, another walkie-talkie style chat app that's all hip with the youths. Great. I'm on there at Snake Watch, Michaela. <laughs> Oh, God. I'm on there at We Don't Want No Haytellers. <laughs> Very nice. And until next time, farewell from, from the, the hell mouth. Hell mouth. Hell no. Hell no. Hell no.